0: Welcome to Have You Not Seen, a movie podcast where every week we fill in the gaps in each other's cinematic knowledge by asking important questions like, whoa, you never watched Heat? Or how have you not seen The Ice Storm? Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, burr. Oh, it's cold. Oh, the winter months, they're starting. I think this is releasing like the end of November. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Oh, whatever. December 13th. December December
1: 13th. 13th. Fantastic. Thank you, Corey. I am Carson. Even better. And I am your other
0: co-host, Caroline Thompson. (laughs) This is how have you not seen um, a a movie podcast, question mark, where we, uh, (laughs) each week, one of us brings one of our favorite films. The other hasn't seen.
1: We talk about it quickly. Watch mark? the
0: movie.
1: And then we talk about it some more. We're
0: gonna talk about it more. We're gonna talk about this movie so much. Yeah, I believe it. Um, Caroline, let's get fucking into it. How have you not seen the ice storm? Um <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I guess. Well, okay. Let's let's fucking put it this way. I didn't see Brokeback until this year either. This
0: is true. This is true. Yeah. So yeah. like,
1: if I if I hadn't seen Brokeback, I'm sure as fuck not gonna have seen The Ice storm. storm.
0: Yeah. Uh, that is very true. So well, that that being said, so you that's already one thing that you know about this movie. What else do you yes. know?
1: So it's an Ang it Lee film. It is
0: Ang Lee picture. Yes.
1: I assume it is about some characters who go through some stuff whilst outside it is very cold and probably storming ice mm. is, is the ice storm purely a metaphor or is the ice storm, like the inciting incident that leads them to their emotional, uh, uh, uh finding, finding, probing their emotional states. I, I imagine it's the latter. It is the ice more, storm is
0: literal. more, b- uh, both, both. I will say, I guess.
1: Well, yes, yes. but I just mean like, like it is not a, it is not a, it is not the squid and the whale. No, no. The squid yeah. and the whale is purely metaphorical. Like this is a film which takes place during an ice storm. And yes. while it is not about people surviving an ice storm, that is yeah, sort of like
0: the scene. Th- this is true. This is true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, to our, our good boyfriend of the pod, Toby McGuire, mm. tugboat Maguire. Correct. Is, is it this? Yes. 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 Correct. Great. Um. And my gal Sigourney Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sigourney, my, oh, yeah. my my best girl, my best friend. Um, soon to be playing um Jake Silly and Natiri's child. Yeah. Harry, Isn't that weird? James I love Cameron's it. God, Avatar, so cool. The Way of Water. I'm so excited for Avatar 2, The Way of Water. In which in which 73-year-old Sigourney Weaver is playing a child. I am obsessed with it. It's gonna be so cool. Um, to to like absolutely paraphrase uh David Sims on from the blank check podcast. Ooh. Uh, who so famously years ago summed up my feelings on James Cameron of I didn't think I wanted five Avatar sequels, but if James Cameron tells me I need five Avatar sequels, I need five Avatar sequels. I guess I do. I didn't know I needed to see Sigourney playing a 13-year-old alien child. (laughs) However, if James Cameron says that's what needs to happen, then that's what I need to see.
0: Yeah, Um, I I, I had the... I'm so sorry. I was slight sidetrack, but I was... I said something about Sigourney Weaver being that movie a couple of weeks ago. And my roommate was like, didn't she die in the first one? I was like, yes. And I'm sure so excited.
1: <laughs> yes, she did.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. Well, do you know anything else? About um, I think I
1: story? might just be making this up. But okay. like... Hall is not also in this one. No, she? no, no, no. Okay. No. Um. And Amy Adams isn't in this, is she? No, no. Okay, then I don't. And then I don't think I know anything else. I imagine it's going to be um beautifully sad.
0: Oh, oh, Caroline. Oh,
1: Caroline. Um, I imagine there will be there will be a very fond, wise sadness to this film that is that is both um profound and beautiful. Mm. While it's, also being extremely devastating, I I will put my
0: cards on the table. Uh, this is my favorite Ang Lee film.
1: Really? And, yeah, and you
0: know how much I fuck with Brokeback. Like, yeah, this, this movie oh. kicks ass it's so good i'm um, so excited yeah okay so are you ready for our game this week i am ready for our game we're this week. as you mentioned there i will say this cast is super stacked so we are going to be doing recast it Hell um yeah. i'm skipping around a little bit we're not going to do the top five billing i just picked my top five favorites um ones that i think you could work with so let's get into it uh we're going to start off right at the top of the order with kevin klein
1: as ben hood okay hmm kevin Wine, Let's see. How old is Kevin Klein at this point? In the nineties, he's yeah, like like mid fifties, mid forties, mid forties. Yeah. Okay. Um. God, I don't, I don't, I have no idea. Okay, we're just going. <gasps> mm, you know what? Harrison Ford. Okay. Oh, nineties Harrison Ford. There's some real juice. The Fugitive. It's a what lot lies of beneath? Juice. It's, it's it's there's some interesting. Good Harrison Ford juice.
0: Once you, oh, that's going to be such an interesting one to talk about. Once you realize like what Kevin Klein's doing in this movie.
1: Yeah, I have no idea what the character is. <laughs> I just like know that he and Kevin Klein are about the same age. Yeah. Um. All right. Moving down, Christina Ricci as Wendy Hood. Oh gosh, Christina Ricci. Oh yeah. Um. I think there might be a bit of an age differential, but I think this is still a halfway decent pick. Hmm. Uh, Christina Ricci. Um. I am recasting as. Winona Ryder.
0: Yeah, she'd be too old in the 90s. Yeah,
1: she is. Winona Ryder, I just looked it up, is nine years older than Christina Ricci. So at this point is, wow, that's so crazy. I guess just because they both, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, Winona, in the Burton Mm -hmm. goth Winona in the Burton movies and goth uh, Christina Ricci and like Catherine Adam's family yeah they occupy such a same space in my brain that late 80s thing late 80s goth stuff yeah Yeah. you know what I will keep uh, shit well what year is this film 97 Seven? Yeah, 97. 97. 97. Okay, so Christina Ricci is Christina Ricci is 17 when this movie comes out. And Winona Ryder, that makes her 26. So we can do the MTV thing where she's she's 26 and she's playing a 18-year-old. Interesting. Interesting. I'll give it that. But Christina Ricci okay. is probably 17, probably playing 12, right. now that I think about it. But Interesting. We're going to bend that um, rule a little bit. Caroline, I'm really proud of you. Uh, normally, when we
2: play this game, you short-circuit for... Uh, minutes on end, and I've never, I don't know if I've ever heard you cast someone, uh, like 90s, yeah, with a 90s. Well, yeah, because he,
1: I mean, he says Christina Ricci and I just think, okay, what does she look like now in the Matrix? What does she look like? Yeah, Uh, yeah, what does she look like in 1991? Is when say Adam's like, boom, like we're just pulling, we're just gonna pull a, just gonna pull Winona straight out of Beetlejuice. All right, here we go. Okay,
0: uh, moving on down, here he is, uh, Bonk, bonk, the tugboat's pulling in the bay.
1: I mean, hey, the rumors are Toby true. Toby McGuire as Paul Hood. The rumors are true. Toby has been replaced by Jake Gyllenhaal. Ooh. Ooh, he, he works well with Ang Lee. Got nice. those, got those steely blues. They they're really gonna pop in an ice storm. And uh, and uh, you know, I mean, you know, this Carson that am... was the big rumor between Spider-Man one and yeah, 2. They yeah, yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal, I do know this. So Tuck okay.
0: Boat, you're out of here. That's a that's a fair point. That's a fair point. All
1: right, Jake, Jakey boy, Donnie Darko himself.
0: I was gonna mention Donnie Darko. It's very when she watch this movie, you'll get it. Um, okay, here she is, Sigourney Weaver as Janie
1: Carver, Untouchable. You I know, right? Sigourney Weaver with Sigourney Weaver. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> let me think. Okay, Sigourney Weaver. See, there, Sigourney really is just in a league of her own, especially with like within her like age. Mm. Um, this one's going to make me short-circuit a little bit. I'm just trying to think.
2: I've gotten very good at editing, uh, recast it, so take as much time as <laughs>
1: <from me. laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. So let's see. It's so Gourney Weaver. See as Door. we just mentioned, is 73. Um, God, I, I just, I just, I love her so much. Because, um, like, part of me is just, like, the obvious answer, which is probably really bad, but, like, the only thing that I think of, which I'm not doing, is my brain just goes to, like, well, you just take Linda Hamilton, you take the other... Uh, you take the other Jim Cameron badass mom. Yeah. And, but but I don't think this isn't a Linda Hamilton thing. I, I think it's a bummer that Linda Hamilton didn't really go on to do. That, that is anymore. very true. However, that. that's not really what this game is about. Um because just like, okay, cause Sigourney, like I mean, like action action star. Um <laughs> oh shit. Corey right. just Corey just <laughs> shared his screen. <laughs> And the leading ladies of the 1980s, uh, the two people they pick for the for the IMDb thing is Sigourney Weaver and Cher. I don't love Cher in <laughs> I mean, this role, knowing absolutely straight, yeah. nothing about it, but I do love the idea of it being Cher. Um, I'm just thinking Sigourney like, cut her teeth with like this fucking action. Oh, 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 oh. I'm so stupid. I'm so stupid. <laughs> the answer is so clear. It's right in front of me. Our girl. Other friend of the pod. Oh, no. Jamie Lee. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, that is so interesting. No, it's good. It's good. It's good. Oh, that's my two so moms.
0: weird. Those are my two moms. Um,
1: okay. All right, all right. Okay. Um. All my right. The moms are Sigourney Weaver and Jamie Lee Curtis. Last
0: but not least. Last but certainly not least, Elijah Wood <gasps> as Mikey Carver.
1: My boy, I know you'd be so My excited, Carolyn. I knew it. My boy, I okay. know. Oh fuck, yo, I love this cast. Yeah, it's
0: it's. There's like three other names in this fucking cast. It's so good.
1: I fucking love this cast. Um, shit, should have saved Gyllenhaal. Uh, <laughs> Elijah Wood. Oh, no one is as precious as Elijah Wood. How old is Elijah at this point? Like seventeen. Forty. Uh, he's forty-one right now. Okay. Pretty young. God, let's uh, see. So, in what? So that he was born in 81. So, this is 96. So, he's 15. Ugh. Just um, God, it's so crazy. He was so young when he made that first Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah. Like, that is a film I saw in the theaters as a child. So, in my brain, Elijah Wood has to be like 60, but it's only 41. That's great. It's good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Young guy. Um, I can't just pick another hobbit. That's too easy. Don't limit yourself to hobbits, Caroline. They're
0: so cute. They oh. are. <laughs> yeah hairy feet daniel radcliffe eat breakfast so many times
1: oh my god daniel radcliffe is a n- seven-year-old um you know who i'm you know who i'm going to replace him with what's that and, who's that i should say and this is not what this man is doing now i think i think i think at this point um they're very they're very 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 different but in terms of cute young men who are on tv in the 90s i'm gonna go with child star not not modern day you should call yourself Mm. by your real name robin Mm. but child star joseph gordon levitt all right okay Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay all right i see that I think I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt's vibe, Jogo, yeah, in the '90s was very different than what uh, Elijah Wood is probably doing in this film. But knowing how sad and disaffected Joseph Gordon-Levitt could become, but yeah. also how much of like a live wire performer he was when he was a kid, I think with Ong Lee, he could probably do something pretty good.
0: I before we watch the movie, I do just want to say to the point of how fucking stacked this cast is. Other notable names: fucking uh, Joan Allen. Fucking uh, Katie Holmes, shit. fucking Allison Janney, shit, David Crumholtz.
1: This fucking oh my god, they've s- got Crumholtz. This thing fucking slaps. Yeah, I'm so excited. All right, are you um, ready? Crumholtz. Okay, yes. Crumholtz is Johnny Galecki. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, fuck uh, off. Allison Janney is Michael Jordan, and Katie Holmes is Bugs Bunny. <laughs> Bugs Bunny.
0: Okay, classic fair. <laughs> uh, I'm in love with Bugs Bunny. I'm in love oh. with Bugs Bunny. Okay, all right, let's go watch Ice
1: Storm. Are you ready? <laughs> Bugs Bunny yeah i'm ready let's that was a real out. a to c joke for you there caroline <laughs> no i love it it took me Good. a second but i got it because you said it and then in my brain i just like i don't fucking get it <laughs> i'm like and then i said it in my head i'm in love with katie holmes and then it's just like i'm boom. in love with
0: katie holmes <laughs> yeah oh incredible all right let's go watch the a-storm
1: I just
2: waterfalled through that entire countdown and I am very impressed.
1: It's how I wasn't going to bring it up. It's how have you (laughs) not seen After
2: Dark? uh,
0: We're all sipping on sipping on booze in this one, which I think is very appropriate for the film we're talking about. All I would like to say is that your family is the void you emerge from and the place you return to from when you die. And that's the paradox. The closer you're drawn back in, the deeper into the void you go.
1: (laughs) And I would just like to say, um, fucking fucking that's it's it's crazy it
0: happens it's weird (laughs) there is no movie in the universe that makes me look at human sexuality and just go ah more than ice storm
1: yeah um from no matter if you've no matter if you've never learned anything about it and are just starting to explore it um or you literally have multiple children and have been married for years and are still trying to explore it yeah, um, fucking's weird, you guys. It's so weird. Okay,
2: so this movie you know, makes sex feel like an apocalyptic event in a way that totally I does. am gonna be thinking about for <laughs> weeks.
1: Okay, that's in, that's so that's, interesting. It, that's so interesting. Okay, we gotta get back because I don't game. think it feels apocalyptic. I think it's makes it feel so small no it's
0: both things that's the thing it's that's like the negative it's, zone it's, it's it's the negative zone
1: yeah no it's it's
0: the most yeah. massive devastating thing that you can possibly do it is the most important thing and it's also nothing it's it's also yeah. a handshake like um I'll just say and I already texted this to you know this is for the audience I texted this to you too um having now rewatched this movie like yes my my full like I I watched it and then I watched like I think I basically watched all of it but I watched it like it'd been one time and then I so I think this is like about my Third full time watching it On this rewatch I was like fuck Ice Storm in my top 25 In Letterbox. this movie goes so Fucking hard um, Oh I
2: forgot you said that I'm very yeah interested. yeah
0: yeah I love it so much I, I think that this is a film that like if you want to kind of understand my personality on a deep level it's the I'd be like watch ice storm you're gonna get the kind of shit I vibe with
1: no um, yes um yeah ice storm and licorice uh, B- as somebody who really 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 loved this movie and as somebody who really 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 loves you yeah. I uh yeah yeah. Yeah. This yeah, is a phenomenal fucking
0: movie. It's so yeah. good. Um, We have, where is the freaking game? We got to get a game. I have it pulled up and I am okay at it. And I have not stopped right.
2: thinking about it since I pulled Okay. It thank God. We got to get back to the game. Um,
0: Caroline, before we do, any, any other general thoughts other than phenomenal fucking movie, which I, I
1: agree with. It's so good. I am so, I just can't stop thinking about spoiler alert for the whole end of the ice storm. Watch the ice storm before you listen to this episode. I mean, yeah. come on. I'm so fascinated to talk about what Elijah Wood's death means in all of this. Yeah. Because, like, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But yes, I fucking love this movie. And I don't know if I would love it more or less if you took that bit out. But certainly I was loving the fuck out of this movie. And then we got there and it changed my entire everything about the film. And I'm like, I don't know if I like this movie more or less. Now that this, ha- this It's, happens, it's but.
0: fascinating. That's the other thing about this movie I'll say is that like, it's one of those where I'm like, I don't even fall. like, I feel like I could both write it like a 20 page paper on the ice storm pretty easily. And also like, I don't understand all of it. I'm not all the way there. I'm not like a hundred percent of my opinion on Elijah Wood's death. Like I'm going to rewatch this movie once a year for the rest of my life. And I'm going to get something different out of it every single time, you know? Um, all right, game, Corey.
2: Hey. All right, so I'm gonna preface this with normally when I score recast it, I just mm-hmm. decide yay or nay. And okay. Carson, I need your help. I truly I okay. don't okay, all right, okay. I don't know. So I want your help on this one. Um, all right, so in, effort. The Ke- in the Kevin Klein role. Caroline recast
1: Harrison Ford. Maybe it's too sexy. He's too sexy. <laughs> He's too sexy. <laughs> He's so
2: hot. He's too hot. I'm gonna take the Harrison on that Ford one. now. Maybe there
0: is if I imagine Harrison Ford like bringing himself down to this level, like Harrison Ford too drunk in a bathroom at a friend's house. There is something really compelling about that image. Yeah, but.
1: Yeah, that's like almost playing with just like that. Yes. You never thought you'd see Harrison Ford Harrison like Ford, this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But no, Kevin. Cl- yeah, no, I I don't think so.
2: Okay, I get the I'll, his, I'll take an L on that
1: one. I'll take an yeah, L. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Christina R- Ricci. Is that,
0: say, say, say Yeah,
2: Ricci. Yeah, Ricci. Uh, Ricci recast as Winona Ryder. Oh, too old. See, too that's the shit. This is
0: also my take on this movie, and we'll we'll get into it. But I do think Christina Ricci is the is the goat of this movie. I do think she's. Her performance is so singular.
2: In a way that I still don't really fully understand, but I agree with him.
0: I I don't understand. I don't think there's another actor, like a young... We'll get into this later. We got we to gotta loop back yeah. around to this, but keep going, keep going. Uh, Tugboat
2: McGuire? Yes. Recast as Jake Gyllenhaal.
1: I'm taking the W. I'm taking the W. Uh, nah, that's pretty good. That's pretty I'm good. I'm taking the W. Yeah. yeah. All, right. All Don, right. Donnie, no, I agree with
2: that. Donnie Darko Gyllenhaal could fit quite well into that role, yeah. Fair enough. I guess I was thinking about ambulance Jillen Hall. <laughs> no,
1: they- well, with all the muscles and the beard and the sexy, yeah. No, yeah, no, correct.
2: Uh, I was thinking. Sigour- I was thinking of All Too Well, Jillen Hall. So, fair enough.
0: Hmm. He's canceled. Um,
2: mommy Sigourney Weaver recast. As <laughs> the name of her character in this film is just. It's just mommy. Mommy. <laughs> um, recast as Jamie Lee Curtis. No. I don't, I don't think, think so. so either. I don't Caroline think so. looks like she wants to present an argument that I would listen to.
1: See, I heard I hear that having now watched the film. In I five think...
2: years from this five years after this movie's made, Jamie Lee Curtis is making Active or what is it, Activia? No, that's the Pyramid Scheme. What's the r- yeah, Activia? No, it's right? Activia. Yogurt. yogurt commercials, yes. yeah. Um is making yogurt commercials. Five years from this movie, I don't see Sigourney Weaver's character making uh Yogurt commercials.
0: I think Jamie Lee could kick the shit out of the Joan Allen role. Yeah,
2: okay. Yeah. All
1: right, I'll, I'll take think, the L. I'll, I'll take the, the L for that support. reason. I'll take the L. I'll take the L on the whole thing, but you gotta give me my last My last cast.
2: Elijah Wood, mm. uh, uh-huh. re- recast as Joseph Gordon-Levitt.
1: No. I just don't really, I don't really...
2: That's the earliest thing I've seen him in his 500 days of summer so I don't really
1: No, because that's the thing is like he was never because that's the thing is like he was doing 30 rock in the 90s he was the perfect oh. age but he was yeah I don't think that could could ever play innocent like even even as a kid when he's playing the god on g is like I'm I'm a little kid he was a fucking little trickster
0: innocent but spacey like that's the thing about elijah Wood in this movie is that like he's so I, I do it's a very obvious comparison but I do think you watch this movie and you see elijah wood in and, and and immediately to my mind it's like I yeah, this is the guy you want to play a Hobbit. Like this guy is not a person. He's not yeah, a human. No.
1: Like JGL's he's, thing, he's a even Rock is yeah. JGL's thing has always been like, haha. You see my disregarding boyish charm. Like mm-hmm. I'm using that to my advantage. Yes. Like, yes. like I couldn't possibly be the horrible person you think I am. Like, look how he's... cute and clever I am. Where Elijah Wood in this is like, I'm gonna go put on my coat and jump on a diving board in the storm because, like, why not? Cause so like molecules. what if I can keep my balance? I bet I can do it if I really try hard. In molecules, my
0: uh, <laughs> he's so weird. I the entire time I watched this movie, I'm watching. I watched this whole movie with my roommate, and multiple times throughout it, like either um, Elijah, what is the name of the other brother? Adam Hanbird. Sandy, um, one of them would say something and she'd be like, that's the weirdest thing I've ever heard. I don't like that character. And I'm like, is it worse than the other brother? Is the, are which, which brother are you saying is the most disconcerting? Because, uh, they're both weird in their own unique individual ways.
1: Yes, correct. Yeah uh i like will say everyone in the film everyone in the film was a fucking
0: weirdo is an absolute goddamn insane-o person i mean like
1: <laughs> that's the thing is like kevin
0: klein is well i guess james sheridan is the most normal just because he has the least amount of screen time like he's not really yes no, okay that's fair <laughs> But even so, he does, I think, to think he like comes on Joan Allen's belly.
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's. I don't even think it's on her belly. I think it's still it's in like, his pants. Is it? I mean, it's very hard it's, to see. I, that's it's a, a, whole bit of a thing. question. Does he get it out? Do they actually have sex? I don't know. Like, it's, I don't it's hard think to tell. so. It's yeah, I, it's kind of. It's kind also of so, but...
0: no. I also lean towards now. I also lean towards now. Because, because initially the way that interaction goes is that like, you get the idea initially that she's like, well, okay, let's try again. And then it changes because she realizes she's got to go talk to her husband. But even then you kind of think like, maybe there's a chance they're going to go do it again. And I think if he got it
1: in, that wouldn't be the case. Yes. And Um, like, no, that's a hundred percent the case. That's a hundred percent the case. Cause it, I mean, it's, it, it really is. It really is like, and, and I don't know, maybe this is just me grasping at straws, but like yeah. it, it, it helps that they then go out to the car because mm-hmm. it's literally a game of chicken. Like yeah. it's literally just like, like they're the last two there. And she's like, okay, well like I'll pull the keys and that'll be the end of it. Cause he's not going to go past the keys. And then she pulls mm-hmm. the keys yeah and um and then he's like well you know like we could make the best of it and she's like no and no he couldn't it's like okay well like maybe we could make the best of it and he's like, well maybe let's go out of the car and then they go out to the car and then it's like you know it's like it's like neither of them wants this they just don't want to be the one who says no
0: They and it just I I god, I wish I should have written down exactly what he says. Because it's like they don't want to say no, they don't want to say no, and they both have this like we because they at this point they know that their spouses have cheated on each on them with the other spouses. And they don't want to say no and they both have I think that that, oh god the walk out to the car that entire scene is played so fucking well because they both sell the idea of like I don't really want to do this but I kind of feel as though I should like every every bit of like one we are the last two people at the key party and also it feels like we should you know fuck each other because like fuck our spouses what you know they're you know doing this bad thing we got to do it to each other but they so truly in their souls do not really have that much attraction for one another and don't actually want to do it until and it's the thing about this movie it's the thing we were saying about how human sexuality is just kind of weird and gross is they get to the car and it starts to happen and then it just escalates like it just for a brief second it is very fluid and very natural and very forceful and then he comes immediately and the like any bit of you know built up whatever the narrative that they have created here immediately just Falls apart, and I think he says like he says that like this is so dis- right? that was awful. This is so gross. Like he says something about like I think he might have said I. I think the words might be I was awful. And I think it was just, that was awful. That was yes. awful. Maybe yeah. Like and it just. But I, I do want to push back
1: very quickly and said I never said that human sexuality is weird and gross. Mm. I find this movie to be strangely br- really beautiful and it's it own, is. like it is. It's very its beautiful way and very like so. I just want to push back on that, but yes yes because i we never we never said this movie is we, uh, we never said that human sexuality is weird and gross we just talked about how this movie
0: okay okay and is. i think this movie
1: contains multitudes i think
0: it
2: says it does it does
1: it very much does
2: um okay before we shift into the movie fully can i just give a yeah. fun fact that i just read on wikipedia really fast what is that sure
1: is this movie is in the criterion collection did you guys know that uh that wait, makes wait, 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 plenty of wait, sense wait, wait. I I have a feeling Carson is going to get his copy of it.
2: I it's, i I'm, I wish I would have known, and that's what I would have gotten at Barnes and Noble. There we go. Oh yes, I'm Initial a I'm bit. A, I'm a Criterion bitch, so uh, that's, that's.
0: I'm holding up a, my. For those of you listening at home, I am holding up my Criterion collection Blu-ray of the Ice Storm. Oh, I just opened it. Look at that! Bonus features.
1: We got the Blu-ray there. Got the little booklet. This is it It's got a comic. Fiction. Who wrote the essay? It, who wrote the essay? Really
0: uh, the essay is by Bill Cron. I don't know who that is. I don't either. But. I still have not read the essay. I truly meant to read the essay before we recorded this, but you know, <sighs> it's got an image of Nixon on the essay. That's important. Oh, because so of the Nixon the Papers film. that came out yeah. when, this yeah. is, when
1: this film is when the film is being shot.
0: Yeah, uh uh-huh. You got it. The history, right? 100% right there, Caroline.
1: That was a
0: joke. Come on. I know, I know. Um, I do think that you could teach a college class and just, I mean, I said it. I don't know either. This is the last episode. But like, you could teach a class and just be like, okay, uh, write for me a 10-page essay about like what Watergate means in the ice storm or like write me a 10-page essay on like what the image of ice means in the ice storm and like simultaneously those things are both so blunt and obvious but they're also so so well utilized and so beautiful and such like such clear clear metaphors that like fantastic We love
1: yes it. yeah correct
0: okay okay do you want to talk about the plot do you want to sure yeah. yeah do you have something else you'd rather talk about
1: do you want to jump to a different thing because like no i don't i just around. think that like yeah i just think that we're this movie fun. is like really 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 really, really lovely Yeah, And, like, I just think this film is doing a thing that films, many films report to do, but very few actually do, which is, like, just kind of tell you something that, like, hey, like, it is like this sometimes. And that sucks, but it's fine. Like, (laughs) and uh, yes, I
0: don't know. I think that if there is perhaps a thesis statement in this movie, it's that, like, the things that seem the strangest and the most bizarre and the most outside of the norm are the things which are the most human. Yes. You know, that's the whole, like, I mean, that's the whole metaphor of the negative zone. Yes. You know, that's the whole thing. Um, all right. We did, I did do a poor job of programming this because this is a fucking Thanksgiving movie. This does take place over Thanksgiving.
1: That's okay. You
0: know, it's whatever.
1: It's we will just I live up for Thanksgiving. So we can. Yeah, we can, it's fine.
0: Yeah. I will say this movie is a little, is maybe, it does do a really good cap, job of capturing, uh, the few days that happen after thanksgiving especially when you're like coming back home as an adult where you're like uh okay um well i got other stuff to do i'm gonna head out like love you guys katie
1: holmes in the city
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) like uh i have a crush and a girl and um i guess the turkey's just still out we're still just kind of carving away at it that's great I'm so happy you said that. That was something that I was like, what's going on? The turkey turkey? just like sits out. I don't know. It's really weird. Um, But yeah, so it's this movie over Thanksgiving. We're introduced to these two families. This is the bulk of the movie is the Hoods and the Carvers. It starts with this wonderful Tobey Maguire monologue that gets kept keeps getting returned to throughout the movie and him yeah where it starts yeah. and
1: it's just like if somebody told you like the story isn't for the faint of heart if somebody told you i was just a normal carefree guy not a care in the world <laughs> so then somebody lied yeah this is uh this is my curse <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the, yeah that's the yeah. my
0: dad uh my dad hanging the neighbor's wife is is my curse um Truly, though, in this movie, okay, this is, we're going on the tugboat. Already, we're going on the tugboat tangent. This movie does seem like a really good, his character in this movie does seem like a great dry run at Peter Parker. It's the exact same. Oh, 100%. It's
1: the exact same performance.
0: Yeah, 100%. Yeah. The early Spider-Man 3 hair going on he does that's a little true bit. it's a better version of it but he does like Correct. but like the the post when he like develops his develops the crush on katie holmes and he walks out and he's like the idiot the idiot yeah <laughs> that whole interaction I'm like that is those peter parker shit I and just how
1: like how earnestly he's like you should watch it like yeah. you should read it like i read it and i loved it and just yeah. like waits for her to respond as if just like enthusiasm will come fun facts is all that like is required in a social which like i mean hey I mean, we run a podcast, like maybe, maybe we're a little bit biased, but just like, I would love it if somebody came up to me and was just like, here's something I think you might like. Cause I liked it. It's like, yeah, okay. here's a, here's a book that I think
0: you would find to be interesting. Um, yeah, but like, so we get all the early Toby stuff. It's that it, it wraps around later, obviously, you know, it's one of those, like the beginning of the movie is the end of the movie, but it's really elegant in terms of, you don't know that, but it's, we're just setting tune, like you know, we're setting tone, we're setting mood. It's so good. He's on the train. I love a train. Um, and then we're into the relationship between these two families. The thing that is at the center of this is the, the father of the hood of the hood family
1: is having an affair with the mother of the Carver family.
0: You got Kevin Klein, you got Sigaruni.
1: Yes. They're going Ugh. at
0: it. I I love that you don't know when it starts. I love that there is no great pomp and circumstance around the beginning of it. It does not feel as much as it is something that is going to kind of tear these two families apart. In a little in 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 a in a in some term of speaking, like it's not torrid, it is not hot, it is not it does not feel illicit when you're first introduced to it. Like that initial scene of them having the fair is so dry.
1: Yeah, it feels very um, it feels very bland already. Yeah,
0: yeah. She he's talking about his job, and she has you know whatever it is. The great Sigourney li- wife, or a line where she's like, I already have a husband. Let's oh, just yes i don't need another let's just keep it to the you know yeah keep it to the fucking parts and he's like you're right you're right yeah correct um you get the setup with that you get the setup with and then you have this like basically mirror relationship that is going on where elijah wood and christina ricci are at the age where they are hanging out a lot together and they are discovering their sexuality with one another Right. Yeah. And I I love that, again, it's this great, like, the scene where she sees him on the football field, and it's something that Christina Ricci sells so well, is that, like, she has that one talk with, like, the peers at her school where she's, like, she's, like, slut-shaming some other girl that goes to high school with them. Like, she's saying something about, like, oh, yeah, one of the other girls, like, was having oral sex with a boy, and is, like, making everybody laugh with it. And then she has this weird look at Elijah Wood as he drops a ball, and it's very awkward. It fumbles. Like, kind of all you need to know about her character is that she she comes off as like so self-aware but also so young and innocent at the same time and it is a truly amazing feat of acting
1: it's the negative zone
0: it's the negative zone it's every character in this movie is in the negative zone that's another thing you could do
2: like 15 page paper about like what the negative zone means and how every character's in it but like may may i since you brought up the negative zone you both yeah. so i was the last of the three of us to watch this for this episode yeah, yeah. you two kept talking about the negative zone and i really thought there was going to be a moment where we shifted and went to this like <laughs> tr- like big void thing and all the characters were like figure i i didn't realize it was a metaphor like i thought we were literally going to jump oh no it's just that this entire movie takes zone, place just no it's just, it's just it's just these spaces you're not really with. meant
1: to be in yeah. It's just you're in these spaces that, like, everybody says like you're not supposed to go there, but, like, also they're very fucking natural and normal and just part of the world. And, like, the only reason we're not supposed to go there is because we say, like, don't fucking go there. And it's, like, it's and fine.
0: You're, and you're drawn to that, like, inexplicably. Like, you must go there. You, yeah. you both have an intense desire to go there and also a strange repulsion as soon as you get there.
1: And also going there is the most like insane taboo foreign uncomfortable thing you'd ever do and also just like it's fine yeah yeah. like just fuck somebody okay. like it's, fuck fine. Somebody. it's fine it's fine it's fine it's going i can't ruin wait. your marriage I it's like... gonna be
2: the biggest thing that's ever happened in your life but it's it's fine it's also fine yeah yeah i might go feral when the mcu does the negative stuff uh it's gonna be a really lovely melting of my worlds
0: well have the two of you heard me say many a time that i think the only director i want to make a fantastic four movie is on wave
2: ah yeah but i'm
0: do it yeah because like this movie it's a joke i make a lot is that this movie is the best fantastic four movie but like it's true like it's clear like that is like the base literary metaphor he's using to you know describe what's going on with these characters and it Proves that he does actually know what is interesting about the Fantastic Four and about their family dynamic, and
1: he did make the best Hulk movie already. So that is true. There's only two of them, like, but uh, head and shoulders. I need to watch there's the Lou Frigno seen, Blue Frigno the one. one. Yeah, the like. Oh, there's TV, a Frigno the, movie.
0: The Frigno, yeah, it's like a TV movie. It's like fine. I've only okay. watched
1: like half of it, but okay, yeah, but okay. So this movie, yeah, it rules super hard. So good. It's very devastating. Mm. sigourney is nothing but goals she has yeah. done nothing wrong <laughs> sigourney did nothing wrong i mean she's done a lot of stuff that's kind of questionable but but she's so pretty she is... everything she wears is flawless she's so powerful
2: Is it the hottest anyone's ever been in a movie?
1: I don't think so, but it's up there. I don't think so either, but it's pretty close. It's up there.
2: Yeah, I don't know if I like would throw all my chips behind that, but like it's a thought that I had watching the movie.
0: I don't think that there's anything funnier in a movie than her saying I need to go get something and then leaving the house entirely.
2: (laughs) <laughs>
1: that's pretty good.
0: it's and then coming back later and it being like, "What the fuck?"' <laughs> being like, ah, I don't know her,
1: her doing her doing the new age hippie mom thing of just like son, <sighs> like son, sometimes, <laughs> like like your body is your temple, but also it's gonna betray you. And so that's why sometimes you send like young men in indigenous cultures out into the woods until they can survive for themselves. Do you understand? And it's just like, no no like she's saying this to just like a fucking 12 year old girl and it's like do you understand why you shouldn't be like touching my son because like i haven't sent him out into the world to become a man yet and it's like this very well meaning like oh i'm not gonna shame this person yeah. But I'm not a shameless person. Like, she's young. She's like coming into like her 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 womanhood. Like she's like learning, as is my son. Yeah. But I don't even know what any of this means. And I haven't figured any of this out. And I'm still like struggling with this. But like I'm not my parents, goddammit. Like I'm not yeah. my mom. So like I'm gonna do it with like this new age 60s, 70s, hippie. Thing and it just doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything and it doesn't it's, mean anything it's too i mean <laughs> that was when, the moment in this movie when i just cackled
0: yeah that and um just thinking about it but
1: what do you want what do you want what do you want and it's and it's so sad it's It's so so sad sad. and it's
0: like so true but it's so fucking funny but it is like it's very true like yeah of course he's so freaked out by everything going on okay this is i'll I'll say two other big like trends about this movie that i enjoy which is that like one obviously one of the big like a a big motif of this movie is like role reversal obviously specifically when you talk about the adults and the kids and it's about like the kids having to deal with things that are very mature and the adults acting in ways that are very adolescent And then also that that carries into, I think that every single one of these characters, both in terms of the way that they're played, I think all the performances are really, really strong in this movie, but also just the way that they're written, that it would be very easily easy for a lot of these characters to fall into archetype or into stereotype. And in some ways they do, they, they do fulfill those archetypes. Like certainly Sigourney is a bit of a, you know, ice queen, you know, kind of like sex pot in some ways. But the fact that she is, put up against situations like oh you see your kid having sex with uh christina ricci and that's the thing that she says and she gets put back on her heels by that she is not some you know completely unemotional you know unfeeling sex robot yeah and every single character has a level of depth to them that
1: like yeah and it's like well that's the thing is i think i think you hit on it It, it, all these characters are archetypes but none of them are stereotypes
0: sure because that's the
1: thing is like later like if she were the if she were the like purely ice queen like i'm only in this for like my own enjoyment like i like i enjoy torturing men kind of a Mm -hmm. thing like it would be that thing where like when a different guy draws her keys and fucking uh what's his face gets all gets all pissy about it and like embarrasses himself Like, she would smirk and be Mm -hmm. like, this is exactly what I want. Like, what I wanted to do was cuck this guy and, like, humiliate this, like, small dick beta cuck. And uh, what she's really doing (laughs) is she is being a grown-ass woman in a scenario when she wants to have sex with a person and somebody else embarrasses himself because he has expectations out of her. And she goes, what can I say but yikes? And then she leaves with the guy. Yeah, and like like, she doesn't get any pleasure out of it. She just says like she says, uh oh, sucks to suck and leaves. Yeah. Because it doesn't actually concern her, because his expectations of her don't actually matter
0: yeah and it's and like, she is
1: not existing solely to play and fuck with his expectations of her
0: yeah and it, it builds into like one of the things that this movie has to say about like i mean uh, you know I, I alluded to it earlier but like clearly setting this movie when it is set in the mid one over thanksgiving which is like this time of fam familial reunification and also like specifically during watergate like this time when it feels like You know, post World War II, we have really established like what the nuclear family is in America. Like there is this conservative ideal of what a family in the middle class is. And Watergate is the first instance of like a person who represents that thing. And like the person who was at the like at the head of society, somebody who should represent like society being led benevolently and being led on the correct track. And that person is a fraud and is a crook and actually is hollow and full of nothing. And like, that's what this movie is about. It's about like the American nuclear family, all of these people coming to realize at the same time that like, wait a second, all of these roles that we're in, they don't actually mean anything if we decide one day that they don't like if 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 I decide that being a wife means nothing that I guess it doesn't actually mean anything if I decide that like I don't actually have to do the things that society says I need to do as a husband it doesn't mean anything like and it's it's about the tensions in those relationships and like watching them crack apart like ice like fucking I mean that's the obvious metaphor there for the middle part of the movie, but like, yeah, and like, you can't get that if if Sigourney, I, I don't know, I think it's interesting that like, my read on Sigourney by the end of the movie is that like, the stereotype version of the character, I agree with you, Caroline, would be very cruel, but would also, I think, would belie a level of self awareness and a level of like a level of knowledge of the situation that she does not have. Like, her fucking that boy does not come across as her. I mean, there's like a moment where you're kind of like empathetic with Kevin Klein and you're seeing it from his perspective and being like, oh no, I'm getting like, you know, fucked over by this young kid. But then ultimately, you're just like, she just wants to have sex with this guy. Like, she doesn't know any better than any of the rest of us. She's just kind of dealing with life as it comes. And that's what we're all doing,
1: you know, like. Yeah, and and it helps, too, that like, I don't know, like you have you have the Sigourney character and you have like the Joan Allen character and the Joan Allen is the like the perfect housewife, like aging gracefully, like very beautiful like not clinging on to this youth being like I'm a mother to my children, I'm a wife to my husband, I am like this, like you know, my, my, my house is great, like I, I all all that stuff. And then you have Sigourney who Is one of my all time favorite people on the planet. She's about to play Jacob and Cheery's 15 year old daughter. She can do no wrong. So excited. There is nothing, there's nothing this woman can do wrong. She's perfect in this film, but like her character is like, and again, through no fault of her fucking own like this is not a bad thing she's hip and she's trendy and she's hot and she's sexy and even though she's their age and she also has like 13 and like 16 year old kids even though she is like their same age like she's fucking hip to it like she's she's cool and like maybe she looks a little like aged for like the trend she's following but like that's okay and it's just that thing of like, you're, you're like, if you are Kevin Klein, if you are just like the person who's trying to grapple with like, well, what's the right way to do either of these things? Yeah. It's like, well, they're both right until you don't want it. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's like your wife is perfect and she has done nothing wrong and she has done the best. Like, like and she, is, she has been perfect. And there is no reason you should be even for a second unhappy with this woman. Yeah. And yet, Sleeping with the same person every time forever uh, probably gets a little bit boring. And yeah. uh, wouldn't it be fun to do literally anything else? And, like, here's this cool woman who is your peer, you know, who is, like, beautiful and hip and trendy and with it and, like, worldly and, like, knows about, like, I don't know, like, indigenous rites of passage when it comes to sexuality. <laughs> and then as soon as she fucks you over, it's like, well, goddamn it! And it's like, none of these people know what they're doing and none of these people know what they want.
0: Yeah, that's what I was about to say, Caroline, is you're forgetting one... And I think that's all completely correct. But you're also forgetting one very crucial thing about Sigourney Weaver's character was that is that she seems so fucking sad all the time.
1: Well, everybody is too sad. So, I don't I think mean, I'm forgetting yeah. that. I just yeah, saying, but I, I'm not. I'm not trying to. Ex, I'm not trying to like take a side or anything here. I'm just saying that like every everyone is.
2: I agree, everyone's but I think all the time
1: everyone's sad all the time. Everyone's, right, the time and everyone's wrong, and nobody knows and what's
0: that's happening, so what this movie is about. But also, I do think that there's something to Sigourney's performance. <laughs> Where she like there is so little happiness in anything that
1: she's doing. Correct.
0: That I think is really no, I agree. like there is, yeah. Like I no, she I agree. is I, I think I, even agree. more than anybody, any other character in this movie, and every character, it's a very melancholy film for the most part. But like I think even more than every other performance in this film, like I don't know if I agree with that. I don't, I don't know if I, I agree with that. I say melancholy, I say melancholy because to me, melancholy means Belying a great, meaningful sadness, but in that sadness there is incredible, meaningful beauty. You know,
1: I, I don't know if I agree with that. Okay, I just, all right, all right. I just feel like I feel like if you look at the four, if you look at Jamie Sheridan, if you look mm-hmm. at Kevin Klein, if you look at Joan Allen, I think they are all, in some ways, have one foot in like I am exactly what I'm supposed to be in this date, in this time, in this era, and I have one foot in this camp of like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And I think all four of them are really sad in their own way. I agree. And I don't. I don't think Sigourney is any sadder than any of those oh, other three. I think her. I think
0: there's a. I think there's there's something behind her eyes that like speaks to. I, I think it gives her an incredible depth, in my opinion. But like that really speaks to. Well, and I think it's that. Like, I think honestly, in my opinion, it goes a long way towards letting you empathize with the character because there are very few scenes in which you're seeing things from her perspective which are kind of like inside her i mean and it's the movie's a little bit more from the perspective of the hoods than it is the carvers obviously like Uh they are the family that is outside but like i think that it would be very easy to accidentally make a performance and make a movie in which she does come off as the bad guy because she is so flippantly not just you know seems to have like no real trouble cheating on her husband but also is like going with this young kid rather than uh, uh rather than Kevin Klein but i think given that there's something about her that is so melancholy you you understand that like well no there's a need there it's not just that she's being callous it's that she's trying to find her way through this which is what i think all the characters are doing but i think that her performance really really speaks to
1: that thing i don't know i just feel like i just feel like so much of the film is about like is not putting is not putting anything on any of these people more than it's doing to anyone else and i think that's kind of the beauty of it i agree i'm just saying i think Sigourney's performance is a very particular bit of that whatever 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 okay 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 Okay. i mean she's great i fucking love she's my goat she's my mvp so good she's like, so
0: good i my mvp in this movie is Richie. i think that her performance is really i think i I think really we
1: kind of that. got a split i think we kind of got a split the kids in uh, the generations adults. yeah yeah sure okay And i'll give you i'll give you i'll give you from the kids i'll give you Richie. but I'll i hear is the kids but i think
0: Ricci is crazy good i think that i mean very similarly i think that like that is such an odd character to play like Again, I it's I I keep thinking of the alternative. I think keep thinking of a different movie where a teen like a young a young teenage girl like says like I'll show you mine if you show me yours to a younger kid of a boy that she is involved with. And I think that there's like one of two ways of taking that that most movies do, and I think it's either that it like comes off as lightly abusive or it's like an American pie thing and it's just like a silly goofy fun time sex romp. And the fact that like in the midst of that, Richie says that and it feels really like clearly she is excited by that. She is discovering something through that. But also, like, it's not just some throwaway thing. Like, she's not trying to hurt anyone. She's just yeah. going with instinct. And I, I don't know. I think her selling stuff like that. Throughout this entire movie, I think it is like really incredible and really singular. Right. And I can't think, I cannot think of another, especially a young adult or like child actor now or then that could quite pull off that character. It feels really singular to me. Like
2: it, it no, I mean, correct. It's,
0: it's an obvious comparison, but like, it's that kind of like worldliness that lets her play, like play Wednesday Adams. like her whole, like, I am a person in a child body, but who knows better than all the adults around me. But also in this movie, she gets to just be an innocent child, too. She gets to, you know, act in these ways and say all these things, but still is able to play a, a kid who really, truly does not know any better.
1: Yeah, no. And I mean, like, I think I I, I think part of it is like, yes, Richie is like selling the shit out of it. But I think, too, yeah. that like a big part of it is films. Uh, th- I mean, the reason why you've never seen this before is because no other film is like interested in doing this. Yeah. Like, I feel like so many, because you, you bring up the examples of like, okay, like, it might come off as like, kind of like predatory or abusive, or it might come off as like a fun teenage sex romp, mm-hmm. because like, both of those films are trying to, to tell you what- this interaction means and they yeah. are trying to are and have a thesis about it where like the whole point of this movie is like from fucking day one we don't know what we're doing and like that's fine and like that's the thing that like we don't talk about is like you know because i mean you even say like and like no actual shade at you but you're like you're like oh like she's because she's involved with the older brother she's involved with what she's not involved with anybody she's a kid she doesn't know what the fuck she's doing like it's very true
0: true. like
1: did she did the same thing with another person and that other person happened to be a year or two older than her and happened to be this kid's brother yeah because those are the people that she's around and she is just like and like i don't know i find the scene of the two of them like in like when they are like let's like do you want to like get in your parents bed it's like do you want to mm-hmm. get in, like do you want to get in your bed and i'm just like no i don't want to get in my bed but like let's go get in my parents bed yeah and they do and they take their clothes off and it's funny and there's no like it's it, it's really like a really lovely little moment because it's just like there's not a weird like and then like they fucking like i'm not even gonna like make a bit out of it because it's a like, gross because they're like yeah, literal they're kids. kids yeah no but, but I get like you know even though this movie was shot before i like could form sentences you know like like it, it's it's that thing of like and then they go and get in the bed and it is as it is as beautiful and important and like as like foundational to what these who these people are going to grow up into as like one of like anybody's first sexual experiences and it's also so innocent because it's just like well we took off our clothes and we got in bed yeah yeah because that's what you do when you're an adult right like you you get in bed you get under the covers and you giggle and then like i kiss you on the cheek and then like you say i love you and that's kind of weird but like we haven't been taught to be we haven't been shamed for any of this stuff yet so like it's cool
0: It's the most perfect
1: microcosm of the film
0: because it's it's all of that. It's all of that sort of innocent, awkward beauty, and it's also the case that like they're in the bed where their parents cheated on their parents in, and they're yes. drinking. They're drinking the vodka that like Sigourney Weaver is is kind of like you know letting him have because it's kind of keeping him docile every time they're doing it. And it, and it is, and it it just it, it elucidates those differences. It it makes you kind of think about oh, well, here are two people that are having this like outside of the norm sexual experience with each other. And there's a lot of expectation and there's a lot of social norm breakage around. And there's a lot of like years and years and years of like adult socialization built up between these two people that they either have to actively choose to break or that they are just leaning into as compared to these two pure beings that are just kind of acting on instinct and like doing a thing that is Nice.
1: well acting on instinct but also just like but also role-playing the things yeah, also they've role-playing seen.
0: yes yes the things they've seen and but the,
1: but the, like the good things about the things they've seen they're taking all the good stuff out of it which is like no correct no i agree you know? and it's and it's really 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 beautiful and like this is such this is the weirdest comparison of the universe to make but like i can't wait the other day <laughs> i was cleaning my kitchen and okay. i just needed some noise right i was a little stressed out and i needed some noise and I had just yelled at a man on hinge concept. about the film Jennifer's Body. I because he you. said something very stupid. Was it me? No. So no, <laughs> no, I yelled at you on our podcast. True, true. No, I didn't. We had a we had a very we had a we very did, we did. polite, uh, nice, wonderful, friendly discussion about the film. I
0: like that movie now in retrospect you after
2: talking you. about it. I no, but yell. it was fair. It's I don't know.
1: But um, but so I put on our episode and we talked about just like it's so refreshing to see like the incredibly awkward like like first sex scene between amanda seyfried and young neil in that Mm -hmm. movie yeah (laughs) because it's just like it's awkward and it's bad but like like they don't know any better and like who are we to sit here and shame them they're just kids and like i don't know i just really like that about this film it captures an innocence and it's like and it's maybe an innocence that like i don't know um Maybe now living in the information age, because like this is a film directed by Ang Lee in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. That maybe, like, I don't know. I don't necessarily believe that like technology is ruining us and technology is like, like killing us and like whatever, blah, 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 blah. But it is that thing of just like, you know, like we grew up in an age where if you had a question about sex when you were 10 years old, you could Google it. Yeah. And like, yeah. I don't know, like this film is capturing like a beauty of just like, damn, I kind of wish that like, you know, I kind of wish that when I was 16 years old, I didn't have all of these expectations built up. And yeah. I'm sure that like, because these kids went to high school, I'm sure that they got stuff handed down from the seniors in high school and they were freshmen that like they, you know, I'm yeah. sure it's nothing different. I'm sure it's just different ways to arrive at the same end. That's but just like, yeah, sorry, go on, It go is on. But it's just, it's just very nice to watch this moment and like, kind of be like, I don't know, like, it's really lovely to see this absolute moment of absolute innocence before everything, like, I don't know, before society creeps in, like, it's his little fingers in and like, but be- before Elijah Wood dies, before Elijah Wood before, dies,
0: before the innocent, I mean, like, look, before, like, the idea of, of death is introduced, like, in an almost fucking religious way you know before like they see their nakedness in the garden of eden and they're cast out and now death is real like you know no it's it's
1: it's a fucking it's such a good fucking goddamn movie i mean and it
0: it is truly like i mean probably the one of the reasons in the criterion collection and also it's it's one of those movies that comes out at the perfect time and is about a perfect time in history like I, i said it before but like Setting this in the 70s, setting this in the midst of Watergate is, like, such a clear, you know, such, like, a clear metaphor and, like, such a clear thematic choice. But also, you think about this coming out in 1995, or 97, rather, and it is right as the internet is starting. You can make that connection, I think, immediately, like, it is before information is so freely available that, you know, I I do think that we have kind of lost a small bit of that kind of heard it through the grapevine Passing things down from generation to generation bit of, especially information like things about sex, things that are illicit, things that are not taught in schools. And also, this is fucking, what, a year and a half before Clinton gets impeached? Um, Like it, yeah, uh, yeah. Like it, it is, once again, like it's coming out right as we're now reaching another zenith of the guy that we all agreed is going to be the one who is like the, the representation of like the unifying force of the country you know the patriarch of the family of America. Turns out that like that's some weird sex the, stuff going that's on. Some weird sex stuff. Like maybe he's not one of the best guys, actually. You know, like I don't know. It, it is one of those films that I think you can just kind of attack from every single angle, and like all of its themes and all of its motifs are just so well utilized, and you can really fucking examine them. You know, in a in an artistic and in a literary sense, from every angle, and they and they work, and they're consistent. And every character has something that is interesting about them that is a little bit, a little bit deeper than what you might expect initially looking at them. Um, We do need to talk about, we got, we got to talk about the, the tugboat side plot. It is weird that Toby Maguire... I I like the choice of Toby is the narrator of the film, and also his plot is basically the one...
1: That's I, so I mean, far removed.
0: Yeah, it's an yeah. ensemble film. It's really hard to say, like, oh, this is the plot that's happening in the film. It's kind of really split between the kids and the adults and the two families. But then you also have this, like, third plot. You have, like, you know, the sort of innocent children who are just beginning to find adolescence and just beginning to find sexual maturity in adulthood and the adults who are grappling with their own adulthood and like grappling with the idea of family and and uh monogamy and and in some ways returning to their own adolescence and then you have toby who's in the middle who's like Dead ass in the midst of his adolescence and just barely coming into his adulthood. It was like, you know, whatever, he's 16 or 17 years old. And, and I don't know. It's it's such a it's such an interesting, as much as these two stories are juxtapositions of one another, like the the tugboat thing in the middle is also another, it's a juxtaposition from the two juxtapositions, you know? Yes. And I love it. I think it's so cool. It's also the the closest this movie comes to becoming like a funny American Pie sex romp. And even then it's like really serious and weird and and kind of sad,
2: you know?
1: Yeah, no. When head
2: falls into his crotch, I just went, no, 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 no. Because I was really not 100% sure what direction we were going to take at that moment. It's funny, no,
0: yes. and then you're scared, and then you're sad. It's like it's all, yes, free- no, like bam, I, bam, bam, bam.
2: Like see, yeah, I, I,
1: I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come at you with a different thing.
2: Okay, is
1: uh my take on it was well, like when when she goes down, I was, like, I was like, oh no, like mm-hmm. oh no, poor baby, like poor mm-hmm. baby to both of them, and then like Tugboat starts looking around and I go, no, what are you gonna mm-hmm. do, Toby, 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 and then he starts trying to pick her up and like doesn't know what to do with her. And then I start cackling because I'm like, I'm like, this is going to turn, is this about to turn into like a three stooges bit? Like, is this about to turn into like a slapstick routine of just like, like I have this person and I want to take care of her and I don't know where I'm supposed to like put her. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, no, well, and that brings me to the thing that I, Carson, I think you actually uh, passively kind of elucidated some stuff for me about the whole Elijah Wood, dying thing. But yeah. like, it's something that like I wanted to um like bring up is like because the whole thing with like the Katie Holmes Adobe thing, yeah, and like there was the whole thing with the drugs, uh, and. The person I was watching this with the entire time we were watching it, Um, every time something would like, kind of like awkward would happen that would lead to a situation where it's like, oh no, like, always mm-hmm. oh, breaking up the drugs. Like, oh no. Like, Elijah's jumping on the, on the, on the sink, Oh no. Like uh you know like they're oh eating no, candy Holmes,
0: they're eating candy in the yeah. tv room yeah, like katie
1: holmes's head went down like and she's passed out and toby's there, like oh no like okay. what horrible fucking thing is gonna happen and the entire time i'm like I don't think this is that kind of movie like i think this is the kind of movie where something incredibly awkward happens and then you just kind of have to deal with like well i didn't get what i wanted yeah and that kind of stuff and that kept happening. That kept happening. That kept happening. So like Elijah's doing his thing. And then the power cable comes down and they're just like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Like Elijah's gonna die. I'm like, no, no, we've we've gone through this 10 times. Like, I don't think this is that kind of a movie. Yeah. And then Elijah dies. Yeah. And the entire time that Kevin Clyde, after Kevin Clyde, finds him, he's bringing him home. I'm just, like, I'm just like I was like, I don't, think he's gotta be alive. He's gotta be alive. Because this isn't that a thing. And then like he's dead. Yeah. And I mean, I think I think the thing you brought up, Carson, was just like the whole religious thing with like the whole like you didn't know your nakedness and now death has been introduced. I'm like, oh, shit, that just that just everything that's clicked for me there.
0: Yeah. Klein brings him in and it's a pieta. Like it's a. Yes. Yeah. And like. Yes. It's you didn't know your nakedness. And then as soon as Klein bring really as soon as he dies, but as soon as Klein brings him into the building, I mean, it's really specific that like this is the time in which one Segorti finds the two kids sleeping and and actively decides not to wake them
1: and actively decides like this yeah, is fine
0: this is fine we're gonna let this happen because like they're experiencing something that they're never going to get back again like they're, they're living in an innocence that like as soon as they wake up one because it's like hey that's childhood baby like you're never gonna find your childhood innocence again you're never gonna find this level of sexual innocence again and also as soon as they wake up his brother is dead, and everything has changed. Everything about their life is is different now. And all the characters together, and every bit of their own little like stupid interpersonal conflict is revealed as just that. It's stupid, and it's and it's mild, and it is not nearly at the level of importance as one of the kids has died. And it's yeah. it's this it's this equalizer. It just it takes everything out, and I love the like. I am so in love with the fact that there is no scene of like fucking reconciliation or there's no like any of these characters need to talk about what has happened after that happens. It's just, it's happened. Everything is different. We were going through a liminal space. We were in the negative zone and now we're on the other side of it. And the final moment, Toby comes back and he smiles at his parents. And finally you understand the look that they gave him at the beginning of the fucking movie where you're like, why are they looking at him like that? And then by the end you're like, holy shit, we're out of the negative zone. Everything has changed. And it's, it's so good. I like this movie so much. It gets me so excited.
1: It is a very good movie and it was a great movie. And I feel like, I don't know, I guess you're right. I guess you're just kind of right. But just like, I, I feel like all of his characters or at least at least the film was imparting to the audience all of that before elijah died mm-hmm. and that was kind of my thing because i'm just like i don't know I'm like that's maybe like a hat on a hat it's like yeah i feel like i feel like like i feel like i got that yeah, i feel yeah. like i got all that and i feel like if they just wake up and it was a like literally like a one crazy night kind of movie if this was a the, yeah. the sad 90s version of the Hangover. <laughs> you yeah. know like i do like, think just like i feel like i feel like i'm like i don't know i would have gotten that i would have taken that lesson from that night but now hearing you talk about it and kind of yeah. talking through it i'm just like son of a bitch they yeah. probably would have like rationalized it away in a weird way it would have been uh, dumb if they ended it a different way they probably would have hated each other in their yeah. own weird way and like yeah. son of a bitch it's not what this movie's about but they uh i do think
0: We've been doing, I think, a good job at a trend this season. Is we've been doing a pretty good job of setting up the uh HHYNS like double and triple features. And I think that this and Eyes Wide Shut would be a fucking like oh banger triple feature or double Ooh. feature. It would it would be six hours, but it'd be so good. So there are two films yeah. that come out in the mid nineties about infidelity, about like one person having like a crazy day or two, like you know. Have um, of you not seen Eyes Wide Shut?
1: no we've both seen eyes wide shut i made caroline watch eyes wide shut on a
0: previous incarnation of in this podcast oh yeah sorry yeah dumb.
1: yeah you're not dumb.
0: You're, yeah. not dumb you're
2: not dumb i have not seen eyes wide shut so oh well put it on the list maybe one day eyes Wide Shut's
0: awesome um yeah it's it's i don't know it's this movie's unspeakable it's fucking funny it's horrifying it's beautiful makes me cry
1: yeah, this movie is incredible. I James love this Sheridan, fucking movie.
0: James Sheridan, the him seeing Elijah and like j- j- him bending down and just like like checking him and then realizing that he's dead and then just kind of his head goes down a little bit and it's like he doesn't make any sound, he doesn't scream, he doesn't tear his clothes. Fucking wrecks me. Just wrecks me. Just turns me into mush. Like it's horrible.
1: Yep. Yeah. It is. Um. It is it is the worst thing ever could possibly happen the death of a child uh
2: all right well i want to give you both uh 10 points because i like this movie 15 percent more than when we started this episode i like this movie a lot you like 147 oh, yeah. percent now that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> that's wild right 132 to 147 <sighs> percent that shit's crazy.
1: No, thank you. I appreciate that. That means yeah, that I does mean a lot. That, that does mean a lot. It's really like yeah, of one course. of the
2: jo- most joyous. Just like I'm just gonna
1: let them do their thing. It's just a <laughs> fucking joy to watch. It's what we do, baby. It's what we yeah. do. We say it all the time, but it's just like it's just yeah. like it's just like this is literally what being friends with us is. This is yes, what we yes. Do.
0: <laughs> is this is <laughs> we've been drinking for a while? If there's any better representation of like Caroline and Carson have been drinking for a couple of hours. And, like, there's a lull in the conversation, and they just get to talk about stuff that's sad.
2: <laughs> just, like, uh, I, I, sure. I did not look at the clock when we started this, but I, we're, like, maybe on, like, 75 minutes for the back half of this. And that's Fucking of the course. purest distillation of your relationship I could think of. Of course, of course. I um, can fuck with that it's, a, it's an
1: amazing it. movie it's a beautiful movie I'm so glad we watched it so good uh, I'm so keep... glad we watched it and I'm so glad that I watched it in this context because just yeah, like yeah. knowing that this was a favorite of Carson's and just being like okay like let's let's hit the fuck down. like let, let's go to town with this movie like, let's yeah. really focus in on this and like yeah I mean this this was incredible I mean this is not up to this is not in my letterbox Talk 25 of all time yet because mm. it's my first time and I feel like that's a little hasty and I just watched it for the first time I, last absolutely. night but like this is the kind of movie that like I just I feel like I watch it and it just like even if it's only one or two percent, I feel like it's just shifted the way that like I view and understand movies and story. And I just Correct. yeah, it's it's incredible. So it's imprinted on the like, if the if I go back to so back seasons and give my best picture scene to the sad gay blue colour, uh, blue colour on leaf film. <laughs> I can't do it both years in a row.
2: Well, I would say I this movie
1: is not
0: very blue-collar. I would argue with you on Not
1: blue-collar, blue-collar-graded.
0: Sure, sure, sure. I, I Not blue-collar, I blue-collar-graded. Yeah, blue this movie is a lot more about, like, wasps in upstate no, New York. Like, yes,
1: yes, <laughs> not blue-collar, blue-collar-graded.
0: Can we just, we said it in the fucking Brokeback episode. I want to talk very briefly about Ang Lee, because we're at, whatever, 75 minutes. But,
1: like, fuck Yeah, who cares?
0: Yeah, who gives a it's shit? It's jazz, baby. Yeah, but, like, Ang Lee, I mean, it's the exact same thing as Brokeback Mountains. Like, it's incredible, like, this, like, older Taiwanese man has such a a window into the souls of these, like, upstate New York wasps. And it's just because, like, Ang Lee is one of the most fucking empathetic, like, humanistic filmmakers in the American canon. Like, my dude just, like, makes movies about people.
1: Yeah, and it's just that thing of, like... Yeah, and it's just, it, it very much has the vibe of just, like, of, like, he looks at these scripts and it's like, okay, this person's acting this way. Yeah. And uh, there's probably, there's probably a deep-seated issue which, like, inspired them to act this way. That doesn't mean it's good. That doesn't mean it's bad. It's just, like, I mean, it's kind of even what I talked, what I mentioned earlier when I was just talking about, like, other films about sex. It's, like, most of those films, like, have a take or have, like, a thesis. And it's just, like, well, here's why this happened. And yeah. Ang Lee kind of does the opposite of just, like, Why would this happen? Yeah, like why would a real fucking person do this? And why would I? I I guess you better find out. And it's it is it is it is deeply 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 apathetic and just like it's incredible. Uh, What a lovely film! What an amazing film!
0: I want Ong Lee to make the Fantastic Four movie because he's the only person that could also i just like i know that Lee is scenery she
1: is the invisible woman sent you
0: know well, well i mean hey look you can do the fucking one-to-one of like these characters of the at least the hoods of the fantastic four um because kevin klein definitely mr fantastic 100 percent. he's he's that's the guy joan allen is the invisible woman because i'll take she, it she's she's submissive she's demure she's the housewife but then later she's like oh fuck you you know coming out I think that doesn't. I think it falls
1: apart when you try to do the thing in the human torch. Maybe maybe Christina
0: Ricci is the thing. That's the
1: whole thing. (laughs) Is thing?
0: (laughs) Is that like she is undergoing puberty and that's terrifying and the worst, especially when you're like a young woman? But she is like using, you know, humor and aggression to like get through it. And then Toby wires the Human Torch and like any any ounce of like, any ounce of potheadedness he has is just immediately like doused by the real world. Like it's fantastic. Um, we did Boy. do-
1: uh-huh. You just said it's fantastic, so I said
0: four. Yeah, four. That's yeah, all. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> I, I will say, I think on cast, we already
1: text about this, but if you got to tag yourself in this movie, I'm 100% Toby. 100%, I think. I would like to believe, I would like to believe I'm Sigourney, but I'm probably Joan Allen. 100% alike. You're, drag me. Drag me for a filth. We're at minute 80. It's fine. Molecules.
0: No, I'm saying, no, I'm saying you're like deadass in the middle of two of them, because you're not as demure as, you're certainly not as like demure as joe Joan allen but you're also not as callous as sigourney could be
1: wow that's very nice <laughs> that's very yeah nice.
0: <laughs> yeah you're the best part of the both you gotta i don't know i could see i could see you as a katie holmes there's a universe where you're okay 11.
1: well she's 14 in this so oh, no, maybe not, yeah but, but like a later katie you know um i'll be rachel dawes toby's fucking six i'll get blown Since up and after i get recast i would love that <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh it's horrible um yeah this movie's good. This movie's really Can I good. Do either
2: of you have one more really good point left in you? Because I have, like, a pretty bad point, but I want to say it on my...
1: Um. My best point is, Corey, give me a bad point. I'll. I'll can I say one F- thing? F- yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Do y'all know
0: that they shot? and this is just, like, dumb movie minutiae, but it needs to, because every time somebody talks about the ice storm, you gotta talk about this. Do y'all know that they shot this in upstate New York during one of, like, the most unseasonably warm autumns that, like, <laughs> this town has ever seen?
1: No, that's that. very funny.
0: Yes, and so like all the ice in this movie is like movie magic. It's all like like that's glue incredible. and plastic and like and it's and I think it it's one well, of those that's actively that's incredible because this movie is one, beautiful and looks very looks cold, icy as shit. Very <laughs> cold. Two, I think it really does lend a one. Sometimes you look at a character's face and it's really shiny, and when you you think about it in an obvious way, it's like oh because they're sweating, but it works and it's like and everything. All the ice looks like hyper real. You know, like it looks like so fucking real. You can't believe it. And yeah, it's so great. It's such it's incredible set design. It
2: took them forever, I'm sure. Um, But yeah, Corey, go on. I'm done. Oh, i gonna have you make your bad, good point after my bad point. Uh Every time, oh, sorry, Francis. Francis tugboats' yeah. roommate. Uh, yes. He's trying to hate, hate Kate that Kate, guy? He sucks. Hate it with Katie Holmes. David Cromwell. Fuck that guy. David fuck Krum- you, David Bernard. Krum- fuck you, Bernard. Yeah, that was my point. Every Double. time he was on the screen, I was like, "Is that Bernard for the Santa Claus?" It very much is. Dumb fucking is. Boy. David Crumholtz,
1: right. baby. David Crumholtz. Okay,
2: other. Second half bad point. Have either of you seen the movie Finding Dory? No, I have not. No, there's a recurring bit through the entire thing. So the whole thing is Nemo and the dad have to go find Dory. Um, and they go to the Sydney Aquatic Center, and every time they're at the Sydney Aquatic Center, there's a voiceover that goes, Hi, I'm Sigourney Weaver, and welcome to the Marine Life Institute, where we believe in rescue, rehabilitation, and release. And it's like voiced by, it's like a running joke throughout the entire movie and anytime we've talked about sigourney weaver on this episode all i've thought about is hi i'm sigourney weaver i didn't realize
1: that i needed retroactively update my oscar ballot from that year to be sigourney weaver for best supporting actress and in finding dory Dory. shit do without what you Uh, want.
2: i just had to say it on mic for the one other person listening to this who might uh have also gotten
1: that. I love that. I love so corny. Cory, have you seen Alien
2: Singular? I've not. I've not seen Alien Aliens. Uh, right, I think we might have to make you do that over on Patreon. Yeah, that'd be a good Patreon, is all the aliens.
0: Because, Caroline, we watched Alien 3 together. We did. Do you remember the night we watched that? Because we watched Wonder Woman, uh, whatever, 74, and then... 1984, yeah. 1984. Yeah, we watched uh, Alien
1: 3, and I got pretty drunk, and then we got an hour into Wonder Woman 1984, and I was... Absolutely, blackout drums.
0: Yeah, two two movies that are God. There's no movie that I, uh, perhaps no movie that I am more frustrated by it
1: not being good than Alien Three. Alien Three is fine.
0: It's fine. No, but it should be awesome. It should be incredible. Sure, it's like sure, it's sure. so fucking close. Like the ideas are so good. We should do Aliens. Let's do the Alien movies. Let's do at least the first three.
1: Let's do all five. Who gets Let's shit? do okay. the first
0: four because I okay. I don't never like
1: seen... Prometheus, and I okay. do really don't like Covenant.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. That is something that two of us are we saw it together and we walked out, we're like, bad
2: coming. But my no. thing is,
1: my thing is, my my take, and this is so off topic at minute ninety of this fucking if, if podcast, they're still here, they want it. If they didn't that's check true. out that's true halfway through the fucking conversation about
0: Kevin Klein doing a pieta, they're still here.
1: Um <laughs> my whole thing is everyone i love and respect mm-hmm. on the internet is like actually prometheus and covenant are good yeah and as the most die hard like alien aliens alien three and alien four are both fine yeah like as that bitch, i just i just i just, I just can't get through them i find them to be so tedious and so yeah. obnoxious and i love ridley scott too like that's my thing is i love the alien films the first four alien films and I love Ridley Scott. And Ridley Scott was like, hey, there were four alien films. I only made the first one. I'm gonna come back and do two more. Yeah. And I can't divorce, I can't divorce the like, no, Ridley Scott is just using this as a playground. And like also this is a sequel slash prequel to Alien. I can't divorce those things in my brain. I'm like, I know if Ridley Scott's coming back, yeah. he should make the canonical motherfucking prequels to these things. And he's just uninterested in that. And that's yeah. fine. And I'm so happy for people who like them. I, but me I just too. I just I just can't trick my brain into liking them. I just have heard the aliens Covenant-
2: people.
0: I, I have heard the Alien Covenant is good, like, explanation many a time from people I respect online. I agree. From people in real life will come to, up to me and be like, oh, no, that's a good one. And, like, a lot of it does come down, at least the more, like, well-thought-out, you know, reasonings I ever heard is, like, it's a lot of, like, oh, well, look at the, th- like, look at the thematic things that, like, Ridley Scott's dealing with, like, look at the character of David, like, Fassbender's given this fantastic performance, and like, I don't disagree with any of that, but like, I agree. One, this does not really so much of the movie is so fucking boring <laughs> and like, and like, disjointed and unconnected from Prometheus and also the other alien movies. And also, like, really already made a movie. How, like what does being human mean what does being an android mean what is artificial intelligence about it's called blade runner and it's like the best movie ever
1: yeah and part of a part of like i literally just my favorite showed, movie like come on yes i've and seen I it literally before. i just showed alien to a friend for the first time the other day yeah and i was trying to go into it with like okay can can i trick my brain can i just say fuck it let's watch this as a sequel to alien covenant and, like, my thing is, every time I watch that movie, no, because the thing that is so important about Alien, about Alien specifically, is these random people are passing by this random place, and this fucking giant corporate conglomerate is like, hey, I, okay, I have this idea, and I know it's like probably really risky to the crew, but like, we could stand to make a couple bucks if we like put all of their lives in jeopardy. It, you want you want to do that thing and they're like yes yes i do could we make yes and like when you take the alien covenant of it all it's like oh no actually this was like a multi-billion dollar operation like they would have just sent space marines yeah if they had this money like like so much uh, so much of the of the the horror of alien is that the evil is so banal yeah and it's so casual yeah and so like when it's like actually there's like a hundred years of history leading up to this and actually like this corporation's the only reason this thing exists in the first place and actually 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 it's like no 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 like don't make excuses for capital like they were doing a the thing they were doing one thing and then they realized hey if we killed everybody trying to do a different thing we could make some money it's like okay yeah we should probably do that huh yeah yeah, yeah. It, and it's like the only excuse it's, Twitter, make, it's Twitter it's Twitter it's like, like hey, if we sold ourselves to the fascists like like yeah it's probably bad for everyone involved but if we just sold ourselves if we just sold our souls for fascism right now you and me we'd make a lot of money like we would make way more than like what we're currently doing is actually worth like let's just do it and then they do it and it's bad for everyone and
0: everyone it. not a single person likes it it's fucking like you can make the argument it's like okay well david is a product of capital like he is, you know. It's just too many like, hats. You're putting too many, yeah, hats too many hats on It's too many layers. It's like, no, it's, yeah, I agree. It's It's like- this was simple and like, you can make it one step more complex, but what alien covenant does is, is pre, you know, presuppose that we're going to make it five steps more complex. And it's like, no, the metaphor doesn't need that. It's about an
1: alien. Like you, you are so know. right. Yeah. Like, that's the ice storm.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's and ice storm. I was, I was four seconds from being like, oh my God, y'all it's ice storming outside my window. right now. <laughs> No. Corey, tell the nice
1: people where they can find yeah. us on the
2: internet. If you like what you hear, please be sure to like us and subscribe wherever you stream your podcasts. Leaving a review would also really help out the visibility of the show. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, all at HHY and Follow us on Letterboxd, Uh, our individual accounts. Carson is at FunMovieZone. Caroline is at CK Cinema and I am at Corey Reagan. Uh Special thank you to our patrons. If you would like a shout out on the show and bonus content, head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash H-H-Y-N-S pod. Next week. Next week,
0: end of the season. Uh, we got some special. It's Christmas special time. Goodies. It is Christmas time. We have some special things planned.
1: But we're going one, we're going one, one more into the fray. And uh, I will say, I will say if next season, because, because we do these seasons, in like five, six months. Yeah. If next season, we'll talk about this. We'll plan our season soon. If, 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 if I need to see no horror movies at all next season so that I can have all of Halloween next year, I will do that for you because I love you that much. Okay. We plan gonna, entire I season in advance. Season. No, I
0: entire in advance. i had
1: such a good time. They've all That's been great. Good. That's good. That's good. You want to know what we're doing next week. I do so badly. We are doing one of my favorite horror movies. One of my favorite Christmas movies, 1974's Black Christmas. The OG ho, baby. Ho ho. So, so good. we're doing that. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. Um, and uh yeah, I mean that's all I have to say. Do you guys got anything? That's yeah. all, folks. Cool. Well then, I can I
2: keep s- hey, if you want to keep talking about the ice storm for another three hours, we can do that. I mean and we I easily we probably, could. I uh, might just press stop record at some point to yeah. make my life easier, but yeah. Uh okay. what's that
1: zoom?